This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it's time for Avoid the Maze. You know, we talk about your journey through life. Now, I planned so many different things when I was a little girl, and um, I don't think I touched on any of them other than having the two boys that I have in my life. So other than that, my career path has changed. Today, I have on somebody who I have I met about a year ago. Her name is Amber Cox, and uh, she is the chief operating officer for the Dallas Wings. You can see she's got the Dallas Wings on and Panther City Lacrosse, which I'm wearing. Um, but it's not that she's just a COO. She, from what I understand, Amber, you were five years old and you knew then that you love sports, specifically basketball. What drove you to basketball at five? Well, first of all, so great to be with you today. And nothing I love more than talking about um, our great teams and our, you know, the journey that both of the, our teams are on and, and our great uh, front office team that we have and the progress we're making with both of our teams. But, you know, as with a lot of things, our our love for sports or music or whatever starts with our parents. My dad was um, six, seven, small town basketball star. Um, and my, um, uh, my parents were divorced. And so every other weekend was spent with my father and our Sunday afternoons were spent watching NBA basketball. You know, it was back in the days where it wasn't, you know, on every channel, every night, it was Sunday afternoons, on NBC and it was a doubleheader right. and it was either the Celtics or the Lakers or some combination of that. And being from the Midwest, we, we didn't have a team. The Kansas city Kings had moved to Sacramento. And so the Celtics were really our team and it was my dad's team. And that's how we bonded. And, um, his love for it became my love for it, uh, very quickly. And that's really, that was really the start of it for me. And I just kind of followed, followed my love of basketball you know, to where I am today, you know, again, they say it sounds corny, it's cliche, but follow your heart and the doors are going to open. And, you know, that really is an important message that we can share with our listeners, especially the younger listeners. Um, I know growing up where my love was and my parents like sort of twisted it and said, no, that's not a really good idea. You should go to school, become a teacher, get married, have kids, raise a family. And I kept saying, but I want to be in broadcasting. And this was in the late 60s. And they looked at me and said, look on TV. Do you see a woman there? And I wanted to be the pioneer, but yeah. it didn't happen. But I did follow my heart, but not in the same way that you did, because you played basketball in high school, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Went to college, played basketball. Mm -hmm. But it's not just basketball you're interested in. You have a wide range of sports knowledge and interests. Yeah, you know, I got I got really lucky. Um, neither of my parents went to college, but they were so supportive of my dream to play college basketball. And I was, you know, I was okay. Um, and I could have gone and played a higher level of basketball at Division II or even small division one, but I, I probably would have sat the bench for a couple of years. And I just am really appreciative of my family, you know, being supportive of my dream, but laying out 
you know, here, here are really the facts, right? Like you can go to this D2 school and sit the bench and play your junior and senior year, or you can go to this smaller school and play all four years because that's really it. I mean, the WNBA hadn't started yet. Um, and I wasn't bound for that. So I really had four years left and, and their encouragement to me was go somewhere where you can, you know, be on the floor and play because this is, this is really, you know, the end, these next four years. So I, I, you know, I kind of leaned that direction and went on college visits and I drove onto this campus, small school, William Woods university, which at the time was a small, all girls institution. Um, it's now co-ed and um, for many, many years, in fact, my senior year, it started to go co-ed. So it was kind of the last, uh, the end of the um, all women's element to it, but I just felt right at home. And I think that environment um, was empowering to be in these classrooms um, with, you know, six, seven, 10 people, um, all women. Um, we discussed a lot of those topics, you know, being uh, women in male dominated fields, using your voice, all the things that all of us need to hear as we're coming up in our journey to your point, uh, to be empowered, to chase after our dreams and believe that even if people are saying, Hey, you can't do this, or this, this isn't the right path for you. Um, you know, in your heart, it's the right path for you. So I got really lucky to have great mentors along the way, um, at my college to play for four years. And, you know, again, so much of this is just luck, but a lot of it really is just having the right people in your corner, uh, pushing you in the right direction to, to chase after your dream. Absolutely. Well, I certainly understand that. Um, and that's really how I brought up my two boys. You know, you do what you want to do. I'm not going to tell you what your career path should be. Um, my oldest son, all the way through high school, he was going to go into politics. He was going to be president of the United States. And he had me prepped. I was, you know, waiting for the Secret Service to knock on my door. Uh, he worked on the Obama campaign. And wow. as soon as that was over, he said, I don't want anything to do with politics anymore. You know, I have my law degree and that's what I'm going to do. And it was like, it's your choice. It's not up to me. You have to live your life. And my parents finally allowed me to see that as well. Um, but, you know, as parents, you want to guide your kids and you want to guide them in the best way. But today, the two teams you're working for, you have a female team and you have a male team. Now, lacrosse is not necessarily a male sport, but it is separated out as male and female. Mm -hmm. So... What's it like on a daily basis? I mean, it's like different hormones. <laughs> it's so, um, I, it is, it is absolutely the perfect fit for me as a professional. You know, I am just a sports nut. I love football. I love baseball. I will watch anything, um, that's on television. So for me, um, to enter into the world of lacrosse, which I wasn't familiar with. So I have these two teams right now, WNBA and LL. Um, I also had two teams in these same two leagues when I was in Connecticut for five years. And that was really my introduction to the NLL. And man, did I fall in love with it quickly. I walked into that job um, in the fall, um, didn't know what I was selling. 
uh, didn't know what I was walking into in terms of, you know, the game itself and the guys, but I was so, um, I was embraced with open arms with our, from our general manager at the time, from our coaching staff, from our owners, from our players. And man, they're just like, they're good guys. And you want to um, see them be successful. And they are, you know, doing this on the weekends and then going and working full-time jobs as teachers, as coaches, as firemen, and the sacrifices they're making to grow the league and to grow the sport um, were just so inspiring. So it was easy to get behind. And then you get into the sport itself and start to understand the rules and you watch it. And I say it all the time. I really and truly believe the NLL is one of the most marketable products out there. Because even if you don't understand the game and you don't understand the rules, it is so much fun. The music is going the whole time. There's it's high scoring. We talk about, you know, attention span of viewers these days. You know, you got well, There's got to be action. Oh, and there really? is no shortage of action going on, as you well know, uh, with the NLL team. So that's really where I found my love. And then when I left Connecticut, I thought, well, that's probably, you know, the end of my days in the NLL. It was great while it lasted. That team has since moved on to Albany. Who's act, they're actually in first place. I believe they're undefeated. So a lot of those guys I still know and keep up with. Um, and then when I was kind of taking a break after my time in, in soccer, Greg Bibb, our president and COO, called me and he said, um, hey, you're probably one of one that understands marketing and selling these two these two leagues. Um, you know, you should come down here and do this again. So I thought, man, dream come true to walk into um, these two leagues uh, with these two teams and be back in this this um, sort of cycle of of seasons again. And what's really interesting is, that, you know, the W is um, a very different product to to market. And the the cool thing is, been in it for twenty years um, across three different teams, and the trajectory of the league the last three years in women's sports in general is really something special. That there's something special that's going on right now. The valuations of franchises, the the you know media rights deals, the viewership. Uh, it's like nothing we've ever seen. It truly is the tipping point, I think, for the WNBA and women's sports in general. And then you've got this, um, the NLL, which is still, you know, growing, not, you know, it's Canadian, it's Canada's national sport. So Canada, New England, you know, Northeast, they really get it. But as it's moved this direction, it's, there's an education process, but it's so fun. Like it's, you know, loud, again, loud music, rock and roll, you know, the, what's the beer special? Uh, what's the fun theme night that we're doing? Um, and the guys are just always up to do whatever they can do to help us, you know, market um, a game or the season. So I love it. I hate an off season, you know, you, unless you're the champion, you're ending sad. Yep. So as soon as we're done with, we're done with wings, which had an amazing uh, season ending in the final, the WNBA semifinals, I was ready to turn the page and start talking about a, a new season and another team with a chance to win a title. So I, it, it's the perfect situation for me. And I've absolutely fallen in love with the NLL. And again, it's a true testament to the people, the guys within the league that are doing everything they can to, uh, to push it forward. Well, you know, when my son introduced me to uh, lacrosse, uh, I watched it the first night, had no idea what was going on. My husband and I are sitting there on the couch and we're screaming at the TV. 
Now, my husband is not a sports person at all. So I'm not sure how our son Alex became one, but the two of us have to watch lacrosse. And we only watch Panther City. I'm sorry. You know, that's our team. Yep. Um, but you're right. I don't know all the rules, but I know just enough by watching it. Oh, you know, that, you know, that's a foul. That's, you know, yep. that's a penalty. But it is one sport that just moves so fast that if mm. you blink, you miss something. Yeah. And being in the uh, the arena for a game was just incredible. I mean, I thought I was out on the floor the whole time. That's yeah. how exciting it is. Yeah, it's it's really great. And, you know, to your point, you don't need to know every single rule to really get behind it and and root for the guys and root for the team. Um, and it's just, it's addictive and it, it does move so fast and you can be down three goals with two minutes left and come back and win or lose it. We've been on the, the losing in a couple heartbreakers, but you know that that tide can turn really, really quickly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's so much fun. And the guys again are so great. And, um, I, we're on this break right now where the team's on the road because of the rodeo at Dickey's arena. And I, 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 I understand it, but I'm not crazy about it because I miss them and I miss the home games and the energy. Well, and I, and I understand many of the people in the office feel the same way. It's like, yeah. wait a second, we just started the season and, you know, we're on break. Now but we you're really not. Time. You're, you're yeah. still pursuing. Yeah. So you do a lot of community work to let people know about your teams. And I find that really interesting because living in the Cleveland market where we don't have really small teams. We only have national teams. There's very little marketing that the average person knows about. But I have noticed, especially on the Facebook pages, you go into the schools and you encourage the kids and you're supportive. Where do you all find the energy and time for that? Well, again, it all comes down to great people, you know, across the board, the ownership, the commitment by ownership to both of these teams has been tremendous. So it has allowed us to hire, you know, fantastic people, including your son, who are really passionate about the teams and their specific area of the business. But, you know, one of our three pillars is, you know, to do great things in the community, to invest in the community. And so, you know, that's a driving force behind our business, but it's just important, right? It's important to get out and make a difference you know, we were just in the community today doing an event with a, an all-girls um, STEM school um, with a lot of the women on our staff mentoring some young eighth graders. Um, and it's just, it's not only great for them, but it's so energizing for us as well. And, you know, frankly, I think as you're building a team, that stuff matters so much. I mean, when you look at the way leagues have been built through the years, I mean, MLS is a great example. The WNBA is a great example. And we do a lot of it with the NLL as well. You know, getting out and putting boots on the ground and putting a basketball or a stick in a kid's hand, you create a fan for life. And anytime we can put a player out and we still are at that stage where that accessibility is, you know, it's a real thing, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we can have a player involved or a coach involved to meet a professional player lacrosse or basketball or a coach, I mean, that stays with you forever, absolutely forever, you know? So we know that that creates a fan for life. Um, a lot of times we do um, ticket tie-ins. If we go out to a school, 
there's a ticket involved for the kid to come out with their parent. Um, and especially for lacrosse, because it is such an emerging sport. And a lot of kids have, aren't playing it in, in the uh, school systems. You know, we need them to see it. We need to put a stick in their hand, teach them about it. We know it's coming. Um, it's the fastest, one of the fastest growing sports in our country right now. I, I really liken it to soccer probably 25 right. years ago. It's really generational when you think about, you know, now these kids that are coming up are starting to play lacrosse. Then there'll be fans of lacrosse, much like you're seeing in MLS now. So it's, you know, it takes time. It's a slow build, but that grassroots foundation and being out in the community is so important because you can't just go out and say, Hey, buy a ticket, especially if they aren't familiar with the product. And, you know, it's kind of, it's not authentic. So we like to create those authentic connections um, with people where we can. And again, we have uh, community folks that are very, very passionate about being out and are really tied in in Fort Worth and Arlington and Dallas um, to make sure we're in the right places and impacting the most kids um, all the time. So tell our viewers, I understand there's a reason why they're called the Panther City Lacrosse Men's Team. Um, I got corrected many times when I was calling them the Panthers. I was told, don't you ever do that again. And I don't. But there's a connection to where they play, correct? Yeah, Panther City is a, a, a name for Fort Worth. So back in the 1800s, this guy who had lived in Fort Worth and moved to Dallas, kind of took this, you know, he kind of made, made, made a little bit of a jab at Fort Worth and said, it's such a sleepy town. There's a panther sleeping in the, in the street. Um, and that stuck and it became a real badge of honor for uh, Fort Worth. So, you know, you see panthers all over the city. There's a lot of different, um, you know, institutions named Panther City. So it seemed like a, a great fit for us, great name. Uh, Fans seem to love it. The merchandise sells like crazy. Um, so it's really cool how we tie back. And Fort Worth is such an interesting place. Like it's got, um, it's called Cowtown. It's called Funky Town. So we've had some fun kind of with all those names, but Panther City really made uh, the most sense when it came to naming the team. And you just had an event for Panther City this past weekend where you had players out and meeting the public. We did with one of our partners, uh, took them out. I I think uh, they were all in cowboy hats and cowboy yeah. boots. So they have our players, which are, you know, mostly Canadian or from the East Coast, have really embraced this being in Texas. Our Texas Forever Night is one of the most popular. Um, but we just have, you know, it's again, it's a smaller fan base that we continue to grow year over year. But man, they're passionate about it. And anytime our guys are showing up in the community, signing autographs, having a beer with fans, like that we're going to have a, we're going to have a packed house, which is really cool to see. So yeah, it was cool to have Pat Foley and Jason Knox, our rookie who just had an unbelievable game in our last win um, out to meet and greet with the fans. So Pan Panther city starts in December mm -hmm. runs through April. April playoffs could go as, as early as, or as late as early June. So that's really the overlap when you think about, you know, where the two teams, um, where the two teams can really be playing at the same time. Um, you know, we played pretty late into the season, into the fall this year with the wings, we were into, uh, September, October. So, you know, the more successful you are, 
the more it's going to be overlapping in terms of games. But, you know, I say to our staff all the time, those are the times where you're, you're not sleeping at all. Like when we were in the semifinals, you know, you don't know if you're going to win, you lose. If you, this happens, you're on the road. If this happens, you win, you're moving on to the next, you got to have 18 million graphics ready to go. I love that chaos. Uh, Cause it means the team is performing well and there's a lot of excitement. So I welcome that. I think that's going to be a fun time. And I do, even though we've kind of gotten out of the gates a little bit slower, it's just the NLL is so competitive. Like on any given night, you can win or lose. I really do believe we have the talent, our GM, Bob Hamley, our coaching staff with uh, Coach Koleski. I mean, I, I think this team can really make a run in a championship. So I, I anticipate us playing into May. Well, just watching them, you know, I've as I've said, even the games that they lose, you can see that their heart is into it. So you can't get upset with the team. It's yeah. like, wait a second. They just played really, really hard. And they're still a young team in comparison to many of the ones that they're playing. Yeah. When you look at, you know, expansion or expansion franchises, the success of Panther City over the last two years is really unmatched. So the bar is set really high internally. You know, these guys hold themselves accountable. Making the playoffs was a great uh, accomplishment last year, but nobody satisfied. Nobody is satisfied at all. So I, again, I, I see Bob Hamley walking around here, our GM, um, after a, a loss. And I feel for them because it's a week and with a bye, sometimes it's two weeks. Um, and just the angst and the work that's put in to correct any things that need to be corrected. And I know um, the guys are the same way. And I'm like you, you know, I know they take it harder than we do when they lose. Right. And they really, they, you know, they want to right the wrongs to make sure they get on the right path. So, which I, again, have complete confidence they'll do. Well, for our listeners out there, you don't have to be in Fort Worth to watch Panther City. Uh, they are on ESPN+. Plus. So I have my fill of it. I watch them um, and my husband will tease me sometimes. He'll say, it's really late, honey. Don't you think you should go to sleep? And it's like, not until the game is over. Um, it's just fun to watch. And I just, I'm rooting for them no matter what. We talk about them on a couple of our podcasts. So we're trying to get the word out there um, because, hey, it's a fun sport and everyone I've met at Panther City has just been delightful. And I just can't thank you for the welcome that I had back in December. And uh, I am planning a trip to come watch the Dallas Wings play. So I love I'm that. forward to it, you know? Love that. It's going to be here before you know it. May 15th, we kick off that season. So wow, and it never stops. There's no off season, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And just appreciate your kind words. And yeah, just, I think it's, it takes time. Um, you know, again, I think back to, you know, why I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan, why I'm a Boston Celtics fan. I mean, those are generations and generations of like my grandfather. I mean, if I wasn't a card, it was on every summer night in my house. And if I wasn't a Cardinals fan, I probably would have been banned from the family, you know? So it takes time and generations to build the fandom and the connections. And, you know, we're talking about, obviously, Alex's, you've been exposed because he's on our staff and you love it and you're spreading the good word. Um, you know, that just takes time. But 
we're getting there and slowly but surely it's really interesting we we participate in this uh, christmas parade every year and you know for a while people didn't really know what's panther city we're not sure what it is we've had the mascot out well this year we were in the parade and people were yelling at the mascot hey prowler mm -hmm. one fan was up with his panther city rally towel yelling go panther city so <laughs> That name recognition is getting there. We're reaching more and more of the community. So we love to see that. And it, um, we know it's going to grow and continue to, to catch on. Well, in the show notes, we'll have all the information, how people can get up to the website, how they can uh, purchase merchandise, how they can buy tickets. Um, and uh, they'll also know how to get to the Dallas Wings when they start on May 15th. I'm excited. Great. I'll yeah. be there. I Thank love it. So even much. if you don't have a, you're not in Dallas to your point, you can always tune in and, you know, support your local WNBA or NLL team if you're in another market. You're right. Take care. Thanks so much, Amber. Have a great day. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.